And welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show on ESPN 1600 Denver. I'm Jay Stickney, and I am joined by DU head coach David Carl. Uh, Pioneers remain number three in the nation, both in the pairwise rankings and in both national polls in the USCHO and USA Today. Able to uh, win on Friday night, five to three, and then lost for the very first time all season long at Magnus Arena, three to two. The final on Saturday and joining me, Coach Carl and and David going into Saturday's game, uh, you know, the Pioneers really um, kind of on top of the world. Everything was going right. Everything was clicking. Um, but uh, the Bulldogs did a, a very good job uh, throughout the game, really limiting your opportunities uh, for your top two offensive lines. Yeah, I mean, I thought they uh, they checked a little bit tighter. Um you know, I think the for me this the story of the game was uh, the special teams, and then you know maybe some uncharacteristic mistakes that we made within our rush D. But um, you know, I thought we generated a lot of looks. Uh, obviously, both goals by defensemen. Um, you know, I think our forwards had some looks. A um, couple posts, one you know at the late power play, one on the six on five. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, I think there was a lot to like within our puck possession game. Uh, we run into a, you know, two hot goaltenders, um, who I think play extremely well in a, in a really desperate hockey team, um, that was able to, to find a way to beat us at home. And, um, I thought it was a really good game for us to be in, um, to be in these moments and be in tight hockey games. One, one going into the third, we find a way to get it to two, one, obviously we're disappointed, um, in our inability to close the game out. And, uh, We'd like to be on the other side of it, but I think real good lessons for our team to learn um, just about the margin of error in this conference. And uh, this is going to be national tournament caliber, you know, games and teams. And we talked a lot about this six game stretch and uh, that we'd be pushed to the limit. And, um, you know, against St. Cloud, obviously we passed those tests Friday night. We passed the test in, in some different ways. And um, last, you know, Saturday, albeit not the outcome we wanted, I thought it was a really good experience for our team to go through to, to continue to grow and build uh, for, for uh, you know, March and April. Yeah, and you know, we talked about it in the post game. Um, as badly as it, it hurt to lose a game like that, where you're, uh, you know, winning uh, two to one in the third period and lost three to two, uh, the goaltender, Stacegall, who came in in relief of Ryan Fanti at the end of the first period, um, a guy who essentially was the starter for the first two Friday night games and diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer on October 15th and hadn't returned to action since then comes in in relief, makes 20 saves on uh, 40 in 40 minutes only gives up one goal and, and gets the win. And uh, uh, NCHC voted him honorable mention goaltender of the week, but uh, really so much more than that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, again, I was kind of, as we talked about, you know, sports, you know, kind of provide some of these real great stories um, for communities and, um, you know, just a, an unbelievable story of perseverance by, by their goaltender. And, um, you know, obviously it unfortunately came at the hands of, of us, but, um, you know, he, he could have been through a lot and, uh, great to see him back out on the ice competing and, and obviously played very well against us. And, um, you know, for us, we get a, 
find different ways to, you know, it hasn't been an issue really this year. Obviously scoring has not been an issue, but, um, you know, I think those are, we generate the chances we did on Saturday. Um, we like our chances, but again, it's, it's great to go through that where you don't get them and just the forces everyone to bear down, you know, and, and, you know, bear down on their chances even more so when they do get them on the next time around, you know, having felt the experience that we did on Saturday. Yeah, and that, you know, that over five on the on the power play obviously was a, a huge part of that. And then and you have the very rare, call it a unicorn, if you will, uh, opportunity on a penalty shot uh, for Carter Mazur. Uh, and, uh, you know, he he was unable to uh, to capitalize on that, although I, I heard even in the NHL, they only make them about 28% of the time. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely a rare moment. You know, there's been a few times this year where we felt like, you know, you never know what constitutes a, a penalty shot or just a slash or a hook. And, um, you know, obviously Joe Sullivan there made the call for the penalty shot. And then uh, it is such a rare occurrence that I, you know, I'm unaware of the, the rule regarding it. So they actually give me the option um, to take the two-minute penalty um, or to take the penalty shot. And, um, you know, obviously we felt like uh, the penalty shot was – was a better opportunity for us to uh, tie the hockey game and um, take the one on all with one of our, our best goal scorers, you know, going at it and again, give their guy credit. He makes a save, but uh, entertaining nonetheless for, for the fans and the viewers. And um, you know, obviously something that, that rarely, rarely happens. And quite frankly, I, I was doing the game with Mark Rycroft when uh, Coach Gwazdecki declined the power play. I mean, the penalty shot oh. uh, that Jason uh, Zucker, Zucker at the time, but Zucker uh, was about to take. And I have never heard the fans of Magnus boo as loudly as they did as of that moment. And to add insult to injury, they didn't score on the power play. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, you uh, – and that's even different. I mean – we were still, you know, looking up at the clock, we had 47 seconds left on the kill. And, you know, maybe if it's a minute 30 plus, you think about taking the two minutes and taking them off the power play. But we felt like the, the kill was, you know, doing a good job. And um, we get one of your, one of your better goal scorers gets that opportunity. And, uh, and of course you, you have to give the people what they want. Jeff. You have to, they were all on their feet. They were going nuts. Uh, yeah, it was very exciting, very exciting moment, uh, score or no score. Um, now, in the NCHC right now, a lot of things happened uh, around the league, um, and Denver able to stay in first place. Um, North Dakota sweeps Colorado College, so it gets all six points there. So now um, the Fighting Hawks only two points behind Denver, uh, which essentially would be, you know, Denver loses a game, North Dakota wins, they're in first place. Um, Western Michigan, who you play this weekend in Kalamazoo, uh, they're five points behind North Dakota at 34 points. So that's uh, seven points behind you. And then UMD and St. Cloud, I mean, you got 29 points now for the Bulldogs, 25 for the Huskies. And it really has now become sort of a, a five-team race for those four home ice spots is Omaha. You know, they got swept by Miami and in some ways might have put taken themselves out of contention for one of those four spots yeah i mean they're obviously they're mathematically you know probably still alive but you know a big uphill road to hoe um for them and yeah i mean i think we're we're obviously focused on 
you know, the, the top there and, and the race we got going on. Um, huge opportunity, you know, this weekend and that uh, we play Western, North Dakota and Duluth play each other. So you have uh, the top four teams all playing one another. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really good hockey this time of year. And it seems like every team, you know, we've talked a lot about our six game stretch that, that we're going through, you know, with uh, St. Cloud, Duluth and, and Western, but it seems like every team, um, you know, is in the midst of that. I mean, just looking at Western, they, they just played St. Cloud, then they have us, then they have North Dakota. Um, obviously Duluth just had St. Cloud, us, and then they, they're playing North Dakota this weekend. So it, I think the fans are all being spoiled to, um, you know, a great home ice race, but a great Penrose uh, race as well, where um, it's really going to be earned. No one's going to um, back their way into home ice or back their way into the, the regular season championship. So you got to go out and you got to, or you got to earn it. And that's what I think our guys are, are really excited for. Um, this coming weekend is to play. It's our last opportunity to play a team uh, in the top four and, um, you know, huge points on the line. And, um, you know, again, we're a confident group and a building we have not played great in uh, in recent memory, but a lot of guys in our room have not played in this building. So it is kind of a clean slate for for many of the people um, in the room. The only ones are, are Ryan Barrow, uh, Cameron Wright, and then, uh, Mayhew, Stapley, and and Gutman. Other than that, nobody's nobody's stepped foot in Lawson before. So it's a clean slate for many people, and, and we're a confident group. So it's, it's going to be a great weekend of hockey. All right, we're talking to head coach for the DU hockey team, David Carl. We'll take a break. Come back at the Campus Lounge Coaches Show on ESPN Denver. Welcome back to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney, and Coach, uh, team travels to Western Michigan to take on the Broncos. And the two teams right now really could, could almost uh, swap spots here as Denver is number three in the national pairwise rankings. The Western Michigan Broncos number four. And uh, Western Michigan now uh, in third place in the NCHC, Denver in first place. But, uh, yeah, this loss at Ice Arena, um, last four times Denver's been there, they've lost. Uh, really, they're four and six at Kalamazoo uh, since they joined the NCHC. What what makes that building so difficult to play in? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a really fun building to play in, but it's it's really challenging. And um, I think you know probably um, similar like our building's tough for people to come into. Our team just has a, a certain swagger um, in Magnus, and I think their team. Um, certainly does in Lawson. It, it's not a huge building, but boy, does it get loud with the low tin roof and um, the lunatics, as they're known in their student section, is is uh, you know directly across. Are you below or above them? Oh, I, I'm definitely above them. As you're right the above them. So yeah. yeah. So uh, your microphone is is catching a lot of different verbiage. Very colorful. And, very colorful. Yes, and uh, you know, it's, so it's right across from the bench to so the guys hear everything and you know it's just it's a great environment they do an unbelievable job there um engaging their students and, and getting them out to the games and then obviously a great hockey team that that really has the community support as well so um it's it's going to be a really you know a raucous environment seen online that um it's standing room only already um you know and that happened early in the week so 
it's going to be a great atmosphere. Really excited to see how how our guys perform, you know, under that pressure and that type of environment. I think it's only going to make us better um, against you know a top five team and in one of the hardest places to play in college hockey. Yeah, this Western Michigan team um, is not coming out of nowhere. They were, you know, one of the top picks um, in all the preseason polls uh, to be in, in, in a first, second, or third type team in this conference as they have so many returning, you know, that fifth-year senior, um, you know, upperclassmen. You know, in, in a lot of ways, they remind me of St. Cloud State in that way um, where they have these guys that have, have seemingly been there forever but also guys that have really put up a lot of production like Drew Warad and Ethan Frank, um, you know, guys that are among the very best in, in, in college hockey right now. Yeah. And, and that's without, you know, mentioning, you know, they're all American defensemen and, and Ronnie Attard, who um, is very dynamic and dangerous from the back end. Uh, but no, I mean, a, a very veteran group, um, good leadership group, obviously led by, also, Pat Firstweiler, who I think is doing an incredible job. And, um, you know, they play hard, they play fast, and uh, it is going to be a, uh, an up-tempo weekend uh, between our two teams. And, and, again, a challenge that, you know, this is why guys love coming to this league and, and playing in the NCHC when we talk recruiting um, at any eight of our schools. But, obviously, you know, here at Denver, guys, kids get really excited about the opportunity to play in this league because of, uh, stretches like this. I mean, three straight, you know, top 10 matchups, this one, a top five matchup. Um, it's just exceptional hockey and it, it makes everybody better, um, for when it really counts, you know, in March and in April. So uh, a lot of valuable points on the line and, and a really good challenge for the group. Uh, Denver did play uh, Western Michigan twice earlier in the season, November 12th and 13th at Magnus. You beat them both nights, 5-3 and 5-2. Were you a little surprised back then that, um, I don't want to say it was easy, but that you were able to handle them um, pretty well both nights? Yeah, I mean, if you look back at that, I mean, we were, um, obviously we were coming off four-game losing streak. I think our group was was really desperate, um, you know, and um, I, I really like how we played. And, um, you know, I think, uncharacteristically on Friday night, you know, we were able to maybe catch them by surprise and um, take advantage of some certain situations. Saturday uh, felt like a, you know, much closer hockey game. I thought we got, you know, they, they up their game. And um, again, we're, we're not going to be able to catch them by surprise this time. I mean, it's very well known. Um, we're two of the top teams in the country. And I think that's, that's kind of the exciting part about, uh, for both teams and programs playing each other this go around is it's a real measuring stick um, weekend where we're going to push each other both to the limit I think and um, it's just going to be a really good weekend of hockey that um, you know both teams are going to look back on um, you know a few weeks from now and, and I think appreciate the, the competitiveness of the games and um, both teams will be better for in, in my opinion to be prepared for NCHC playoffs and uh, in the national tournament. So, um, you know, I, I would expect closer, tighter hockey games, um, you know, this coming weekend than, than what it was in, in Magnus back in November. Yeah, and last weekend, um, Western tied St. Cloud State 5-5. They got the extra point in the shootout. And then on Saturday night, um, just uh, were beaten 4-1 to by 
as you would say, a St. Cloud team that was, you know, very hungry and really needed the win. Um, and we we're able to get that. And, um, you know, and really, I think St. Cloud probably should have won Friday night, but uh, Western had that nice comeback. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, you know, I think Western was up in the game um, early as well. And then, you know, it was just, it was a back and forth hockey game, um, you know, that went both ways. I think it was 3-1, then 4-3, and then obviously ends 5-5. But um, yeah, St. Cloud, you know, going through some tough times with, without some key personnel and, um, you know, find a way to, to beat Western on Saturday. I always find the Olympic sheet is, is a real challenge, especially now that there's only one of them um, in our league. So, you know, it's not like you you maybe play CC six weeks prior, you get a little bit of experience on World Arena or vice versa, um, you know, to play all your games on NHL sheet and then go up to the Olympic ice is not an easy task in in my opinion. And um, yeah, you said you said earlier to me in one of our games that you don't even look at the videotape of when a team plays at St. Cloud simply because it's not apples to apples. Yeah, no, it's just it's a different, it's a little different game. And there's there's 15 extra feet of space. And so I don't I think you can pick up some things from it, um, but you can't pick up everything um necessarily that a, that a team is doing and so uh because they just they do have more time and so you don't they have more time uh with the puck and they also maybe their their puck pressure also doesn't maybe look as good because the other team has more time so um it's definitely a little bit harder eval and um you know and that's where yeah, i don't put a lot on the uh you know the loss on saturday up there i think again it's we're thankful we, we don't have to go to St. Cloud this year um, because of that. And so um, don't put a ton on it. And uh, it's also the end of a six game road stretch for, for Western. So they've been through a grind here and I'm sure they're, they're thrilled to get back home. They haven't hosted since uh, mid January when they played North Dakota. So wow. um, that their team and their fans will, will obviously be fired up to, to have home games here again. Well, it's going to be really exciting to watch uh, number three, Denver, against number five, Western Michigan. So much on the line, both in the conference and in the national rankings. And uh, that'll be Friday and Saturday night. But um, uh, skipping ahead a little bit, I wanted your opinion on, you know, what's going on in the Olympics right now with, with all these college players playing for Team USA. I mean, they're playing for other countries as well. But this uh, USA team now, you know, undefeated in the opening round. All three games they won, and, and including beating uh, uh, Canada. So, uh, what are your thoughts uh, watching that game, and, and how closely are your guys following it? Yeah, I mean, um, I know the the one game was on, the Canada game was on on uh, on Saturday after our game um, had completed. So our guys uh, had that on and um, were watching it, and so yeah, no, everyone's following it, and. Um, yeah, obviously, as an American, it's it's exciting to see the Americans, um, you know, three and zero in the top seed in the tournament as as they head into uh, the quarterfinal round. So, uh, having so many guys that you've you know coached with or coached against, or all these players that are currently you know on college rosters, that's that's very unique, I think, to the Olympic experience. Yeah, for sure. There's there's a ton of guys. I think it's five from our conference. Um, alone of current players and um you know a current head coach and then lots of alumni so no I, it's really exciting to, to obviously watch them and 
the women as well, um, you know, made it through to the gold medal game with Canada. So uh, wish them all the best. And why don't they just start uh, there every time? What's that? Just start the, the the women's Olympic gold medal and make it uh -huh. like a best of five or a best of seven yeah. with Canada and the USA because it's it's going to happen every time. Yeah, no, both teams have uh, have taken care of business. I know the Americans; they were uh, they were heavily out shooting. I want to say it was Finland. I cannot recall, but in you know had to squeak it out. So um, you know, and you're seeing, I think, as women's programs grow in the country, you know, it is getting more uh swedes and Finns over as well um which is helping those countries hopefully you know um again close the gap but uh the the u.s canada women's rivalry is as good as anything so that'll be a fun gold medal game to watch here um in the coming days and yeah the olympics have been have been great to watch so um obviously hoping the u.s can can keep pushing here and, and uh come home with gold all right well i will i will see you in kalamazoo michigan look forward to that all right this has been the uh, coaches show sponsored by campus lounge on espn denver i'm jay stickney we'll talk to you on friday night